Okay, chew on this for a minute. A price of discomfort is a price to a meaningful life. Wow. I mean, think about that. We sit in comfort zones all the time. Nothing happens there. Actually, things, a lot of things happen there. Comfort is complacency. Comfort grows mold, right? Something is too comfortable in its environment and stays there and it just slowly rots away. I know I don't wanna live my life like that. I want to help reframe your life, which is exactly why I brought on Carol Boston today. Literally, she's the queen of reframe. She will help you reframe any challenge so you can double or triple, not just your income, your identity, your worth, your understanding of who you are and why you're here. She has 27 years of experience in sales from Fortune 100 companies like AT&T and Sprint, but also she's a former tennis player. She is relentless in her pursuit of the clients that she serves. She will be relentless after you. She helps men and women reframe and let go and exist within their story instead of staying stuck there. Carol, you are an energy enthusiast like myself. And so we paired and partnered so beautifully in our conversation. Remember, you can check it out on YouTube Live, Facebook Live. It's really fun to like be in the mist, watch us. But if not, I would so appreciate a review here on the podcast and in the mist. Just go and send Carol Boston some love. She deserves it. She earned it. And I'm so grateful for her time. All right, y'all. Chat soon. This is your God wink, the moment that heaven says for such a time as this. It's time to own your joy, prioritize your health, discover your wealth, and exude your wholeness. It's time to become truly fit. However, this isn't a fitness podcast, though I'm a retired personal trainer and nutritionist. This isn't business jargon or tips and tricks to landing your successful passion project, though that's totally why I'm a business coach. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy, though I'm all for therapy and I love whole foods. I do have a YOLO side sweet tooth though. This isn't confusing religious banter, though I'm an ordained minister still figuring out the many things and facets and faces of Jesus. It's really none of that. So I'm wondering if you're wondering, what is this? Well, This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shakers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories and discoveries with each of you fellow passionate seekers. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment, and to be totally transparent, my own entrepreneurial crash and burn experiences. I've learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's not about our qualifying abilities or titles. It's not about our potential. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to be here with you today. And all of the listeners who are already jumping on to watch, it is going to be an incredible conversation and something I am really excited for, but also really present for. And I hope that everyone listening just takes a moment to just really receive I have a feeling that Carol has not just an energy level that we all need, but she also has some key ways and reasons for us to reframe. She's known as the queen of reframe. She will help you in the challenges. She will help you double and triple down your income in record time. First off, yes, yes, we all need that. But more so, I just love the wealth of knowledge, the experience that you bring to the table and all of the different companies that you've partaken in. But also the key component that I was like really intrigued by was the professional tennis player aspect, because I know tennis players have grit. I tried it when I was in middle school. I told my, my dad I was going to be a, a tennis player. He took me one time. I quit. I can't. I, it's so hard. It's a hard sport. So I know you've got grit. I know that you are somebody who's going to be a motivator. And so if you're tuning in right now, welcome Carol Boston, a new fast friend. Thanks for being here today, Carol. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And that's that's a great topic. I want to hop in there because you and I have a similarity. I was raised in the country between two brothers. I grew up playing football, baseball and basketball. When I was 13, my dad said, let's go play tennis. And I said, what's that? 
He goes, oh, it's a lot like hitting a softball. You can do it. So I went. After about 30 minutes, I walked up and I put the racket on by the net and I looked at him and said, don't you ever ask me to do this again. You brought me out here to embarrass me. Now, I told you I was raised competitively. Two years later, I'm on the swim team and I noticed that my peers would go down and play tennis between. So it was like, if they can do it, I can do it. Right now, we didn't have any money for private lessons. So I had one of those old. My first racket was a John McEnroe Dunlop. Right. It's probably a classic now. But I knew that if I went down and sat and listened to the pro teach the other kids, my mind was a sponge. Mm -hmm. And I knew and this is really important in business. I knew that if I could get the better kids to play with me, I would get better. So I take that into businesses. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Right. Like I just left the mastermind a few months ago and the guy said, why'd you leave? I said, I was the smartest person in the room. I'm not getting anything out of this. Right. They're looking for me to lead your mastermind. I want to be where there's smarter people in the room because I want to grow. I want to up level. So that's how I started. And the tennis pro took a notice. I didn't go out on Friday and Saturday night. It could be the tennis court at 6 a.m. in the morning. So what he did for me, listen, I did, this is a God thing. I did not pay him for this. He built this contraption and it looked kind of like this out of wood. And he put it inside the service box and he would give me a grocery cart full of balls. Now, if I hit my serve correctly, that contraption gave me, I could serve and volley all by myself. I learned how to serve and volley all by myself. Wow. There, was, there was nobody there. So I made I made number six on the high school team and I was ecstatic. Here's another way about up leveling your game. All five of the girls who played above me. Guess what? They started playing when they were five years old. They came from money. They all belonged to Piermont Oaks Country Club and they had a great coach named Jerry Montgomery. Now, Jerry took a liking to me. He never coached me privately. But what he would do is he would call me up. He said, hey, Carol, I'm going to be working on Lauren's forehand. You want to come return forehands? I'm like, heck, yeah. First off, I got to go to the country club, right? And that was a big deal to me. And second off, he knew that I would listen to what he was telling her. So uh, I was very blessed. We won the national high school championship. And at the end of my junior year, now my dad is really Southern. And my dad said to me, he says, now, Carol, you need to get a job. Or you better get an academic scholarship. I ain't sending you to college. Right? And I said, but dad, I'm going to get a tennis scholarship. He paused. He looked down his nose at me, like I said, get a job or get an academic scholarship, right? And here's where I trusted in someone else's vision for me until I could truly believe it for myself. It's happened three pivotal times in my life. And I kept believing what Jerry said, that I could do this. I ended up getting three full offers, but they weren't to the schools I wanted to go to. I wanted to be an LSU fighting tiger. As a matter of fact, I'm 61 years old and still have my LSU cup. Love it. So I got a half a half scholarship to LSU. So I took out a student loan and off I went. Same thing. I made number six, but I was excited because the top six get to play. Right. So I worked hard that year, had a pretty good year. And here's another thing I tell people about becoming a professional athlete in your business. The first step is you have to show up every day, no matter what you feel like. That's how professional athletes get there. Right. They show up every day, no matter what. The second thing you have to do is sometimes you have to be willing to practice when everybody else is resting. Now, that doesn't mean I advocate being a workaholic, but that summer, all the other girls on the team, way more experienced, way better than me, took the summer off. I didn't. I got on the 21 under tour and I grinded it out all summer and I would practice with the men. Listen, I got bruises sometimes. They would hit the serve so fast I couldn't get out of the way. Right. But I was determined I was going to stay in there and learn. I came back. It's August. We're having tryouts. Same women on the team. I went from playing number six to playing number two. Mm. And by the end of that semester, I was playing number one and became team leader for three years. Right. So these are some of the things that I, I teach in my I'm, I'm developing a course called Limitless Leadership Academy, seven steps to an unstoppable business. And, and one of the steps is you got to raise your game. Right. And that's how to become a professional athlete in your business. So the cool thing was, is that I'm able to bring that discipline. And I like the word you said, grit. Yes. To my clients and combine that with my savvy from a 26 year, very successful sales career for fortune 100 companies. Mm -hmm. And I bring both of those to bear on my clients and my clients get great results. <laughs> that is so amazing. Obviously you guys heard this like double and triple income. You, you're not allowed to say those things unless it's true. So I am, I'm like just amazed and excited to hear the further component of like, 
One, being called the queen, the queen of the reframe. And another word that has been used to describe you is relentless. And clearly, professional athletes have to be relentless. There has to be a component of relentlessness for us as entrepreneurs to keep going. Like nothing's getting in my way. I'm going to show up. And one thing that you said that really spoke to me just today in this moment was sometimes you have to be willing to practice when everyone else is resting. You guys, Absolutely. God woke me up at 1.44 this morning. 144. Like that is go back to sleep, right? Like don't do that. Do not put your feet on the ground. Do not touch your phone. So my husband had to go out on a fishing trip. I'm sorry. Let me reframe that. He got to go out on a fishing trip this morning at two in the morning. So I saw him in bed at 144 thinking it has to be like 345 when I usually get up. And I was so worried for him that he missed it. So I looked at my phone and the rest, like all that's were done. I was not going back to sleep at that point. He still had time to sleep and I was wide awake. He said, what are you doing? So (laughs) one of the things that I want to specifically say is that I had I had this revelation probably two and a half years ago when my business was really starting to get momentum on on the vision was clear at that point. But I hadn't had specific clients at that point other than a couple of people that I was serving. And I realized if I wanted this as bad as I said I wanted it, I had to show up for it as bad as I had dreamed for as much as I had dreamed for it. And this could take me, it could be a side hustle. Yours could be a side hustle. And that's great. But I learned recently that if you show up one hour extra, the one hour that everybody's sleeping, you now are going to have 365 extra hours per year than nobody else. That's just one hour. I was up way many hours. Don't wake up at 144. I don't recommend it. But 4 a.m. is a typical wake up time for me. And usually I have an entire work day to people's side hustle done before the sun has risen. So relentlessness. Talk to us about the relentlessness that you how can you train in being relentless? How can you train in that that process of showing up when everyone else is sleeping? Mindset mastery, number one. And you make a decision. You have to make a decision and then you make the decision right, right? Because nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. I had a client. Um, this is a great example of this. And she's the one that tagged me relentless. So she started with me in October of uh, 2018. And she, female family lawyer, uh, had been in practice for a little while. And she hired me for two main reasons, she said. She said, I want confidence. She had heard me speak. And she said, I want confidence. I want to know when I walk in a room, I have something of value to say. And I want to hit my weekly income goals and my price. So we got started. And there's several tools that I teach on. I mean, I've taught in, at American. I was hired by American Express six times to come in and teach on a tool that I'm going to tell you about today that made me the queen of reframe. And so I use that tool with some other tools. And I have something I call my secret sauce. And they all work synergistically. She was not doing it. October goes by. Mm-mm-mm. November goes by. Mm, she's not doing it. Finally, the week after Thanksgiving, she shrugs her shoulders, rolls her eyes at me. She goes, okay, Carol, I'll do it. And I said, will you do it consistently? She said, yes. This was the week after Thanksgiving. January, February, March, April, and May, we tripled her income every month over the year before. Every single month. Now, she loves that, right? And people love that. But what was cool for me was it's supposed to be a six-month program, October to March. The first week of March... She stops and she looks me up and down. I had an office at the time and she says, so Carol, can you get me ready to run for judge? I was like, what? Not in two weeks. When's the election? Right. She says, it's in 2020. I'm like, when? She goes, November. I said, you're going to hire me for another 18 months. She says, you're going to get me ready. I'm like, hell yeah. She said, write it up. Listen, that's what I live for. She went from having no confidence to wanting to run for judge. Wow. I will tell you, every, every single one of my clients will tell you they absolutely soar in confidence now. I got a text from a gentleman um, not too long ago. If I would thought about it, I teed it up and read it to you. But he basically said, before I started working with you, I never got out of my comfort zone. He goes, I know confidence. He's, basically, he said, since the tools and tips and strategies and techniques and, and, and the mindset mastery, we're going to talk about reframe, right? He said, I have more confidence than I've ever had in my life. And he goes, the cool thing is you're always in my head. And I know that I'm never, ever stuck because you asked me, well, what else is possible? Wow. What else is possible is the most powerful of all empowering questions. The caveat is you're not to sit around and try to figure out the answer. Mm-hmm. So let's delve into that real quick. You want to hear about yeah, empowering questions? I, do. I definitely do. Okay. So empowering questions 
allow you to reframe from focusing on what isn't working, which is what most people do, right? And they open you to opportunities you've never even considered or thought of before. They cause you to ponder, to get curious. They create what I call Oprah aha moments. Now, coming out at the end of the year is my next book, and it's going to be titled, You Can't Read the Label When You're Inside the Jar, and We're All in a Jar, right? We're all in a jar. Empowering questions allow you to see these opportunities that are right outside your jar that you can't see. You, you, you cannot see them, right? So when you ask what else is possible, your job is to go right back to work, what you're doing or playing basketball. What else is possible around whatever challenge you perceive that you're having? Empowering. Here's a golden nugget. This will affect every area of your life. As a matter of fact, I just had someone, we have a meeting tomorrow. She said, mm -mm, you've got to start putting programs together. You can do it for parents. You can do it for kids about these empowering questions. Yeah. Right? They never, ever, ever start with the word why, ever. Why brings in defensiveness, which brings in the ego, which brings in emotions. And when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. It's true for every human being. Now think about it. I don't have children, but I had parents who did this to me. So maybe, maybe, maybe you did this to your kids, right? Uh, they, uh, let's say they broke curfew. What's the first thing you said to them? Why are you late? And they get defensive and you ended up what? In an argument. How it went with my dad was I came home with a report card, five A's and a B. I'm like, why'd you get a B? But dad, see, I went into defense mode, but dad, I got five A's. That's not what I asked you. He said, I said, but that was my old David, that was my older brother. I go, but David got three C's and a D. And my dad said to me, and we expect a lot more out of you, young lady. Now, as a child, how I heard that was I had to be perfect to earn love. Trust me, that has challenged every area of my life for many, many years until I became aware that I could reframe the story. But what if my dad had said this to me? Empowering questions are specific and they're time bound. What if he had said, Carol, what one thing could you do differently next semester to improve upon that grade? Do you think we'd had a different conversation? Yeah. And if I'm the one doing the thinking it up, I'm way more likely to do it. So you know, someone, asked me, someone asked me a question in the area of relationships the other day. And I said, perhaps you could get up every morning, look at your spouse, ask this question of yourself. What one thing could I do that I'm not currently doing that would convey to my spouse how much I truly love him or her? You see, it's something you're not doing. You don't have the answer. You're telling God in the universe, I'm open to hearing, seeing, saying, or doing something I've never thought of before. I've seen these questions change lives. I did a webinar, my first webinar back in November. And, uh, at the time, she was not a client of mine. She was my social media VA. And I mentioned that you could bring me just about any challenge. And in less than 20 minutes, I would have you totally reframed for you and have you a strategic action plan in place. So she dings in on the Zoom. and She says, can I say something? And I'm like, sure. I had no idea what she's going to say. She said, if Carol tells you it's 20 minutes, don't believe her. And then she paused. She goes, it only took her two minutes yesterday morning for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then she went on to say, and then my roommate came home that night and I had to, I had to tell her, no, Carol says, she goes, I was helped to help, I was able to help my roommate change her thought process. Right. So you're going to reframe from focusing what isn't working. Another thing that that same client said to me, I interviewed her on my Facebook live in January. She said something I've never heard her say, and I've known her since October of 2018. She said, you want to know one of the main reasons I hired you? I said, Sure. She said, you had almost 30 years of successful sales experience. She goes, they don't teach you sales in law school. They don't teach you how to run a business in law school. They teach you the law. Mm. Thought about how powerful is that, right? How powerful. Mm, that's so um, true. Yeah. Even, I'm, I mean, even in business school, they don't really teach you sales. No. So I'm like, I have a business management degree, but that's not where I've learned to curate the things that I've done to this point, right? It's been actually like feet on the ground, let's sell the thing. And I was going from like a tiny little retail boutique, right? And teaching sales that was easy, like it's only $3 to like, hey, it's gonna cost you 30 grand. So let's have this conversation and 
that confidence build for me came over decades of learning or decades, not that old y'all over <laughs> seasons. <laughs> And I love that about you. You said decades. I heard decades. I am decades, right? I am decades old. But it came through the process of actually like failing forward into those those experiences and actually, again, relentlessly standing back up and trying again. Just like when you got that hit by those guys, you were like, oh, no, like this might be fast. This might hurt. This might be hard, but I'm going to keep going because you had a vision for yourself that there was more. There was yes. more to the challenge. And I love what you said before about being uncomfortable, getting uncomfortable, being okay with being uncomfortable. And that really is the power of the reframe that's so critical for us. Because if we stay in this comfort zone of, oh, I'm good enough at six, I'm good enough with the B, right? I'm good enough with the couple C's and a D. I'm good enough with this job. We stay in a place of mediocrity. We stay in a place of actually not really even mediocrity, but less than mentality because we think right here is the cap right here is enough and everything else becomes impossible. So talk to me about like how reframing that possibility, everything, what else is possible? How do you get people into that? It's almost like a childlike mentality if you think about it, because my children are always coming up with possibilities. What if we did this? How about we do this? I'm like, you can't walk on water. Well, yes, you can. He did in the Bible, right? Can't I? I'm like, well, yeah, let's talk about that, right? How do you stay in that childlike what else is possible mentality? Learning to master empowering questions. I've been working to master them since 2015. And to your first point is, I tell people the price of it, discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life, right? Ooh, I love that. It is. It is. The only place we grow is outside of our comfort zone, right? And often I find, and I won't get too far off track, but you brought up something else for me that's important, is that there's a big difference between being committed to something and being convicted, right? People, people decommit every day, don't they? They say, I'm committed to this marriage for life until the day I'm not. But when you're convicted, you won't rest until you get it done. But you learn that your conviction and your comfort and your convenience don't live on the same block. They're not even in the same zip code. So you have to be willing to get uncomfortable. All empowering questions cause you to be curious. Empowering questions take the emotion out of the conversation. It is powerful. I taught a, a, a breakfast. I spoke at a breakfast several months ago. And I said, what if I gave you an empowering question that they could take money off of the off the table when it comes to sales. Well, everybody wants to hear that, don't they? Right. Everybody wants to hear that. So I'll give you another example. Had a client. She when I had my office, the first time she came to see me, she would write on time. Then she was late. Then she was later. By the fourth visit, it was ridiculous. Right now, I'm the shake your hand, give you a hug, girl. So she comes in. I give her a big hug. I sit her down. I said, get out your pen and paper. We're not going to miss this coaching opportunity. And she was kind of like, because we don't typically start like that. I go, I'm serious. Get it down. So the first thing I want you to write down, I want your audience to write this down. How I do anything is how I do everything. Yes. How I do anything is how I do everything. So she kind of looked at me sheepishly. Now, what do most human beings do when they're late to a meeting? They want to do what? Give you a defensive story. Yes. Yep. And I said to her, no, 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 I don't need a story. This is not about you being late. She said, it's not. I go, nope. She said, what's it about? I said, it's about where else in your life are you not showing up for you? And she looked at me and she goes, What? I said, write it down. You pay me in advance for my time. I'm not giving you money back and I'm not giving you extra time because I have a schedule of clients that I keep. Where else in your life are you not showing up for you? And she goes, Carol, is that my homework for the week? I go, honey, that's your homework ad nauseum. I want it on your dashboard. I want it on your mirror. I want it in your bathroom six to eight times a day out loud to God in the universe and do not try to figure it out. And she agreed to do that. A couple of months goes by. We're working on a business challenge. She sits up in her chair and her eyes are really big. I said, what's up? She said, that's another place I'm not showing up for me. Exactly. And see, I asked her an empowering question. They start with who, what, where, or how. I didn't challenge her by why are you late? As she began to have these awarenesses, we were able to replace these unhealthy habits, if you will, with habits that stepped her into leadership. We doubled the income in our business in six months. Testimonials on my website. So I'm really all about personal leadership. And people don't understand that your business is only going to grow as much as you grow. I mean, my experience in corporate America was 
watching people who were not into personal development. And let's say they sold 100,000 this year and 100,000 and 100. And then one year they sold 300,000. They thought they were going to always sell 300,000. Guess what they did? Went right back to selling 100,000. They didn't do the personal growth work to sustain that level. That's why athletes, look at Michael Jordan. When he was so good, he kept practicing to be able to sustain that level, to show up like that every day. Every day. You guys, I have so many things to say and I'm taking so many notes. You better have a pen and paper out. Carol, you are just bringing the fire right now. And it's so critical for you guys to understand this because she's teaching from something that happens on a personal level that plays out in your professional level and vice versa. What happens in your professional level will also play out in your personal level. And so if we're approaching every single minute of every single day, in the same authority, in the same confidence, going back to that, and the same conviction. I love that word because I, it's mm. something I've talked about on this show specifically is every time a new guest comes in, oftentimes not a close friend, right? A stranger almost in the sense of me being convicted by something that they said. And mm. that's my being present and yes. allowing myself to be here in this moment with you. So that every part of me, my head, my heart, my feet can receive. And so I am so grateful for you for for just pointing that specifically out. And I actually, for the first time ever yesterday, practiced this without knowing this was going to be our conversation, conversation at all. I was challenged with this concept of what if. And you said that the question could be who, what, where, when, how. No, when, how. how, Oh, not when. Okay, who, just who, no. who, what, how, where, never why. Never why. Okay. Who, and, what, uh-huh. where, and how. There you go. You and got how. it. Okay, I got it. No when and no why. All right. So the recognition of this question of what if, and it was somebody coming in saying what they were letting go of, what they were taking hold of, and if you were going to stand in your authority, your best, highest self today, what would that entail? What would that look like? And so everyone had a response. And the question that got probed that I'd never heard before was, what if, and it didn't matter, it doesn't even matter for you right now, specifically, what if what you're thinking, what if what you're believing is actually meant for you? It didn't happen to you, but it was meant for you. And so I, my whole brain, I'm like, what? What if, what if this moment right now is the conviction point for you to show up? on time for yourself over and over and over again. And we know habits build routine, which build character. Yes. All right, quick pause. I love that you're tuning into this show. Really, your shares, your subscribes and reviews, even your listens mean a ton to me personally. And honestly, to all of us who put these shows out weekly for your listening pleasure. But are you ready? I think it's time that I put you in the hot seat for a question. If you're resonating with all of these multi-passionate, God-loving success stories, then I bet you have one of your own. Maybe you're even in the midst of that comeback. Regardless, there is a deeper message inside of you. I am sure of it. It's your why factor for living life. So here's the question. Why not turn that mess into a message by starting a podcast of your very own? It's time for you to amplify. And since I've been podcasting for a couple years now and I've trained dozens of shows into launch, I've also hit top of the charts across the globe. Why would you want to learn from anybody else? I'm also pretty fun. And so is my team. And we've put together this e-course. And don't stop here. Don't fast forward. Hold up. I know you're thinking e-course, me course. Everybody's got a course. But this one is truly as good as it gets. I give you behind the scenes, step-by-steps. My team is screen sharing exactly what they do post-processing. There are video modules and a workbook. Plus, we offer direct group coaching with us. No videos. Us live in action. Let's create that human-to-human connection. So really, there's nothing like it. I would encourage you to go check out TamaraAndress.com and check out the course tab. Once you get there, there's even a free mini course option if you want to see the behind the scenes and not really take my word for it. So you should take my word for it. You're here listening to me right now. So I appreciate you. We love you. We encourage you. But girl, boy, man, woman, father, dog, whatever, (laughs) it's time for you to amplify. All right. Now let's get back to the show. 
So talk to us more. Give us some more examples. These are amazing and so applicable to every single one of us, regardless if you're an athlete, regardless if you're a side hustle, regardless if you're a mom. I loved it from the parenting perspective. That was really powerful. Thank you for that deposit as well. Sure. I had a gentleman who listened. I I did my first live speaking event a week uh, last Friday. Was it last Friday? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago at the Tower Club, Fort Lauderdale. Oh my gosh, because I've done a lot of speaking on Zoom and all this, but it's the energy was incredible. And it was a friend of mine's birthday. And so we had a cocktail afterwards in the late afternoon. And he said something to me that nobody's ever said before. And he said, you have so much for what I call, Carol, the everyday woman. And I said, what do you mean? He said, because you're in the business of me. You're in the business of personal leadership. And even if you're a housewife, a mom, whatever you call yourself, how you lead you, how I do anything is how I do everything, right? And he and and he said something very interesting. He doesn't know any of my clients, right? He said, I love what you said about the jar, right? That's why everybody needs a coach, right? We're all in a jar. He said, but what you do, I saw it in the room. He said, you take the lid off the jar and let the magic out. You unleash people's magic. Mm. And I said, because I believe that everybody was put here on this earth with everything they needed inside of them. They just don't know how to ask the right questions to get the answers out. Does that make sense? It so does. It really does. And I, I can definitely sense that at being in person with people. I'm so glad that the things are shifting and people are able to do this again because there is a connectivity alignment. There's an energy alignment that's incredible. And I, we know when two or more are gathered, regardless if, it's, regardless if it's through a screen or in person, that God shows up. And God is the depositor of magic. And he wouldn't have given you, he wouldn't have created you without the intent of magic, without the intent of a miracle, because that's exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. And if we stand in that confidence every day, imagine if every single day you said, you are the miracle. I am a miracle. What miracle moves would you make that day to affirm that validating comment? What I say to me is I'm a masterpiece because I was created by the master. Yes. So good. That's one of the things that I say. And I'm not really sure that I answered your question. Um, I think I may have kind of gotten off on a little tangent. No, it's amazing. I'm, I'm loving it. Well, I think it's, it's important. You know, when you're talking about God, people ask me often, like we don't have time for this story, but 18 months ago, I sold my house of 26 years. I thought I was going to live there forever. And God has seen fit for me to move nine times in 18 months and try to focus on growing a new business, Hmm. right? Now, one of the things I teach on is that we create as we speak. Exactly one year prior to this whole pattern starting, like the place I'm living now, I was put here to be a leadership for this young young man and his girlfriend. There's no doubt in my mind. The things that have already changed in here, they're actually shocked, right? Right. So I just keep trusting in the process. That's why it's key to trust in the process. But a year before I sold my house, I gave my very first workshop at Kaiser University and it was called leadership colon navigating a successful course in the winds of change. And that's exactly what came into my life. Wow. Think about it. Right. And so there are things that I get, for example, my clients, we take the word failure out of the vocabulary. My clients, I get them into action without judgment. That's what's key. You get into action without judgment. And we decide what worked, what didn't work. We celebrate in the time what worked. And then we make a mid-course correction. I kind of teach on this. I use a boating term. You said you're a surfer. I use a tacking is a boating term. It's one of the things I get my clients to do is to tack. But what's critical, and I find this especially challenging for women, is celebration. Celebration, personal celebration. So I teach my clients, there's two things I want to give you, big ones. Success is in the attempt. We redefine the word success. Success is in the attempt. I had a mentor many years ago, look me in the eye and he said, Carol, anything worth doing, anything worth doing is worth doing poorly the first time because it got you into action and then you learn. Hmm. So my clients learn, we take certain steps. It may not work out exactly 100% like they wanted it to, but they go, that was a learning lesson. And we, we pivot, if you will, and we move on. The other thing I would tell your audience is when I said professional athlete shows up every day, no matter what they feel like, right? 
most of my clients will tell you, at least the ones that have shared it with me, they have learned how to make better business decisions and not emotional decision. And that starts with confidence is not a feeling. How many of you are waiting until you feel confident? How many of you are waiting until you feel ready? If you, if you wait till you feel like it, it won't get done. Because the, here's the thing. You can act your way into feeling, but you don't feel your way into acting. You want an example of that? I do. And I'm, I, want, I was saying it over in my head. You can act your way into feeling, but you can't feel your way into acting. Yes. Woo! You guys, this is so good, Carol. Yes. Give me your example. I was in a um, several years ago in a toxic relationship. But one of the things, one of the patterns that we developed over the relationships, I get up, I'm like you, I get up early, I go do my thing, but I would bring up a cup of coffee to her and get back in bed and snuggle. And that's, and then when it came time for her to go, I was working from home, I'd walk her to her car, tell her how beautiful she was and all that every day, every day. Well, this particular morning, she had been very verbally abusive the night before. I hadn't slept well and I didn't feel like it. I didn't feel like it, but I got into action. And I did it anyway. And by the time it came time for her to leave and I was kissing her goodbye at her car, I felt a lot more loving because mm -hmm. I got into action. If I had not done that, I could have sat at home and stewed for days. I could have been pissed off for days, right? And then I would have lost the beauty of my day. The beauty of my day. So there's power in choice. And, and most people don't understand that every time they blame the other one, they blame the boss. They blame the business. They blame the COVID. You just gave up your power. Right. I, quick story on that. Powerful, powerful story. So that same gentleman, Reggie, and he wouldn't care if I told you his real name. He loves the publicity now. But uh, he was in my office January of 19, and he was so mad. For six minutes, I'm sitting there. He is stand up, sit down, drop the F-bomb. F-bomb the, 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 the employees at work. F-bomb the wife and her company, F-bomb the kids and the, bu uh, the budget with the cell phones or whatever. And I calmly sat there and, and said, just say I choose. After six minutes, he is shaking. Okay, Carol, I choose. I stood up, gave him a high five, said, sit down. Now that you're owning that you're choosing, you can choose differently going forward, right? And he looks at me and he says, yes. So I gave him homework in all those areas. I see him two weeks later. Let me tell you, he came in dressed in a dress shirt for the first time. Here's the homework for my wife's company in the budget. Here's what I did with the kids in the budget. Here's what I'm doing. It was incredible. Incredible. Now, my clients, 24 hours before every session, send me this prep form. So we hit the ground running. I don't waste time in stories, right? You get 150% of me when I show up. So one morning, he didn't do it. And he came to see me. I gave him a hug, set him down. Now, I want you to listen to what I said. I didn't say why. I didn't say, why didn't you send it? I said, Reggie, I was looking for the, the prep form and I didn't see it. You know what he said? I chose not to send it. Uh, of course he did. <laughs> and then I said, what compelled you to make that choice? Never ask why. Why is not going to get you the answers that you want? Yeah. I said, what compelled you? <clears throat> and that was just a test. Because I teach my clients, you, you don't give stories, right? And so he started to give me a story. No, 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 Carol. I'm, those are just excuses. I chose. And I said, you can choose differently going forward. And he said, he never missed another one. There's power in choice. That is, that is amazing. I, I, I am all already thinking, like, how many times a day do I say why? And how am I going to reframe this? Like, we would talk about, my coach says, he says weak ass language. He's like, that's weak ass language. When we say things that are like, I'm trying to, or I would like mm. to, because it's not an activation of, right? And so he, the first time I met with him and similar, you said the same thing about somebody like, sit up in your chair and proudly proclaim the thing that you are doing. Because yes. right now in this moment, you're actively moving toward that goal. Yes. If we were like, cozying up to a, a pillow talk right now, that would look really different, right? And even yeah. then we would be propelling forward because it's important for us to have rest and it's important for us to sleep and put our physicality in the mix of all the things of our dreams, right? But we would be talking actively towards the thing I'm going to do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important for us to choose our language yes. and to choose our momentum. 
right? Like we are the one choosing this relentlessness because otherwise relentlessness, which is the enemy can choose you and it will, right? Because we know the storylines of being knocked down and having to get back up. That's relentlessness and that's grit. But so often people will get stuck. And a part of what you are so good at, this queen of the reframe is like really helping people to achieve their goals, to help Mm. them let go and move past that component of being stuck. So talk to me through like the people who have maybe a dream, maybe they don't, but they're stuck in just a muck and they can't move past it because of perhaps the language they're speaking to themselves. What is that? What does that look like? What does that reframe? I would say that reframe is in, in two parts. My first question is they don't know who they were truly created to be. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a single client or a prospective client, even if they didn't hire me, that knew who they were truly created to be. Quick example. I had another female family lawyer, different lady, owned her practice for four years. And one of the foundational pieces I do with every client is they get clarity on who they were created to be because clarity gives you power. Mm. Right? So I craft personalized, customized, and I help them statements around whatever their challenges, their businesses, who they are. One of the statements I gave her and they back in the day when I had an office, they had to stand up and say these in front of me. Now I do it on Zoom because I can see whether they own them or not. You can see it. And the statement I gave her was, I'm a powerful CEO of a fast growing law firm. She looked at me like I had lost my mind. My law firm isn't growing. Why do you think I hired you? So here's what I do for my clients when the leap is too big, right? Because sometimes the leap is just too big. Everybody needs to remember this phrase. I give myself permission to consider. Mm -hmm. And that's where she started for that particular statement. I give myself permission to consider that I'm a powerful CEO Mm -hmm. of a fast growing law firm. And I don't know if it was two months, three months, but she walked in one day. She was already taller than me and she had on heels. So I'm looking up at her. She stuck her chest out and she goes, I'm a powerful CEO of a fast growing law firm. And I'm like, yeah, her testimonies, her testimonials on my website. She got more clients in six months of working with me than she had in the first four years of her practice. Part of that was owning what? She had a fast growing law firm. The Bible says, call things that aren't as though they are. Yes. We, must believe, we must believe in them. We see, right? That we is must- so good. I love yeah. that parallel. Yes. I, I do that for every one of my clients. It's, it's radical. It, it, I'm, oh my gosh. I could just tell you a story. I could sit here and I just know. Tell you and you're such a good storyteller. I love it so much. And you guys, I don't know if you've ever even tuned into any of my other podcasts, Carol, but oftentimes I'm like, so ready to jump in. I'm so ready to like, oh my gosh, you said this, you said this, I feel this, let me share this. And I am just copiously taking notes. And, and it's so important that people are receiving this message because these are the types of messages that literally change the trajectory of your life. Yes. They change the trajectory of every person that you interact with even thereafter. And if we are meant here to connect, if we are meant to be here to love one another as thyself. Yes. She's teaching you right now in this moment, first to love yourself yes. based on that worth, based on that calling, based on the fact that you were made as a masterpiece yes. by the master. And then what happens thereafter that change of confidence, that change of shoulder raising, that change of like being able to hold your head high is because you are now manifesting that in truth by your actions and other people are now affirming you in that. And we're not here to be affirmed by the world. That's not our role. Our our role is to love, right? Our role is to show up. Our role is to be relentless for Jesus, But when we do that and we recognize that mirror moment with ourselves where we stand in authority with what he has promised us, the identity of who we are as daughters and sons, everything else is it's that unleash of the magic, right? It's the unopening of that jar. It, it, It really is. And I said this was in two parts and that was the first part. The second part, and I, I actually talk about this in some of my talks is that I believe this is, this is in response to your question about people who are stuck. Yeah. I had a coach say to me one time, perhaps you could just change the word stuck with stubborn. Mm. We won't go there today, but <laughs> think, think about it. Think about it. Right. So 
good. Because you're choosing. You're choosing until you own that you're choosing. So the next thing I would tell you is that I believe God only gave me a lamplight for my feet because all I need to do is take the next step. Mm. So I'm telling you, if you feel stuck, one, professional athletes and business owners don't make decisions based on feelings. That's the first thing I'll tell you. The second thing is, what is one bite-sized digestible thing that you can easily accomplish? Do it and celebrate like crazy. And then pick another one. Because the universe honors what you celebrate. Yes. Okay? We talked about what you what you focus on, what I focus on expands. That's how people make mountains out of molehills. That's how people make, they, you, I'm sure you know who Joyce Myers is, right? Oh yeah, I love her. You've seen her on stage when she says, um, how people make, think about it, talk about it, tell your neighbor, think about it, talk about it, tell your friend. It becomes, right? Yes. Here, here's the key thing. And another thing, I, what I love about what I do, I, I want you all to think about this. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of conversations that you have. And the quality of conversations that you have is determined by the quality of questions that you ask. Mm. If you're not asking the right questions, you're not getting the right answers. I mean, even Voltaire said many years ago, do not judge a man by his answers. You judge him by his questions, questions. right? Mm. How, did Walt, how did Walt Disney create Disney, Disney World? His question was, what one thing can, can I do to create the happiest place on earth? And he just kept putting that out there, putting it out there. And what did he do? Everybody goes, they're happy, right? Yeah, language is, language is powerful. It um, really, really is. And there's that is. component of like belief system based on the words coming out of your mouth. And the same thing is true, whether it's to your own mental mess, right? Dr. Mm -hmm. Caroline Leaf, are you familiar with her? She just came out with the mental mess, a new book. She's um, no. a researcher around our connectivity, what our body and our mind are doing with trauma as well mm -hmm. as positive and the root systems that happen and take place when things like that occur, um, uprooting and replanting and all the things. She's incredible. I would definitely recommend you check her out. Um, but she has just recently was talking about this and knowing that words are also deposits. And so just like your dad deposited that and you said that you dealt with this three times in your life from three different people and it kept becoming a roadblock in your life. You kept coming back to that moment and you had a choice. Mm -hmm. To stay stuck, to stay yes. stubborn, right? And let that be the end to your story. I didn't because this person said. Yes. I didn't because this person didn't believe. I did it. Talk about mental mess because I didn't think I could do it, that yes. I wasn't able. <clears throat> and so we have this chatterbox constantly going in our head that actually deters us and distracts us from the thing God planned for us to do. And so getting in touch with the own words that allows you to reject and receive external forces in that mind space mm -hmm. that are positive rather than negative. Absolutely. That I listen, just tell your monkey mind when it comes up with stuff like that, just go, Thank you for sharing, but I'm gonna keep moving on. <laughs> yes, so good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Crash the chatterbox. Stephen Furtick has crashed the chatterbox. Yeah. That and the uh, mental detox one by Ron Carpenter Jr. Holy cow. Those those were life changing for me a few years ago. So if you're the stuck person that's being too stubborn, check those out. Check out everything that Carol has for you guys. She actually has a giveaway today. What is it that you want to share with the audience that's listening in? It's five spots, right? Well, I'm trying to think of what I gave away. Sometimes oh, I give away different things. The first five people who buy Carol's book get oh, a 90-minute yes. clarity call, clarity to cash call, clarity to cash. Okay, that's more than just a clarity call, clarity to cash call. Five yes. people who buy her book. So tell us about the book. Tell us about the reasons that, I know you've unpacked all of the things probably. No, no, not at all. It's actually a collaborative book. Uh, with 15 other amazing women who are overcomers who will inspire you. I mean, things that they've been through that they have now reframed and are turned around and making massive positive change in the world. It's incredible. It's called Women Who Boss Up, right? Yes. Secret, secrets from women who are owning their health, their wealth, 
and their wellness to create a lifestyle that they love. Uh, like I say, you get to hear a lot more than just me. There's some just amazing, amazing people in there. Did I provide you the link? You did. Yes. Okay. It's already on the, yeah, it's already on there. First so. five people, first five people that buy the book, right. And, uh, either you can email me, you can PM me in Facebook, whatever you want to do. Say I bought the book and you know, I'm going to make you, I'm going to go check in the receipt. It'll be in there. Let me just give you an example of 90 minutes with me. Yeah. And that's an 88% discount by the way, from what people normally pay. No, I just said that I did that incorrectly. You're getting it free. I've been selling it recently for $97 and that's an 88% discount. Right? There Didn't you are. Yeah. That's where I got it right. But one lady two weeks ago bought the $97, 90 minutes. You talk about stuck. stuck. Got her totally clear on what was holding her back, what was keeping her stuck. Got her an action plan in place, sent her on her way with homework and told her I wanted an email from her in two weeks. She said, okay, six days later, six days, not two weeks. I get an email from her. Oh my God. OMG. OMG. I don't know how you did that, but I got two new clients this week. I added 75 people to my email database and on and on and on. She went, I get people into action. I'm really good at that. And I'm good at getting people unstuck. Well, I don't know about you, but I have to be in this chair during this call. But if we were not, I would be pacing right now because this is so good. It's an overflow, you all. That's what 90 minutes with her is. It's uncapping, unleash, unleashing the magic, but she's also depositing her own magic into you. And there is nothing better than to have that connectivity towards someone who has not only shown up, but been taught also, Right. She yeah. has the experience. She has the expertise. And we're going to talk about that $97 when I get off the call because you're worth way more than that. Y'all, this is too <laughs> no, good. This, too no, no. good. I did, it, uh, I did it because I'm the queen of reframe. And three weeks ago, when everybody was focused on Texas and the bad I said snow, I thought, how can I help people reframe? So I called it a snowmageddon call. Ah, I love it. There $97, $97 snowmageddon call. It ends March 20th. I think whenever spring starts, I'll do something else. But no, I don't. This is the first time I've ever sold it for $97. Ever. Okay. That makes more a, sense. <laughs> it was a give back. It was a give back. Well, anybody live is going to hear that because this won't roll out until after that goes away. So if you are live, you it is your lucky day. Yes. I see Rhodes. I see Gina. You guys better get that book and get on that call. That is so powerful. We Absolutely. are so appreciative of you, Carol. At the very beginning of our conversation, you were you were going down a list. You said show up every day no matter what they feel like. Sometimes be willing to practice when everyone else is resting. Can you go down what the next couple of ones are? The next one is... You must be willing to do things repetitively mm. and you get to choose what type of attitude you have, right? Until you master it. So when I was at tennis at LSU, we'd have two and a half, three hour practices. It was hot, right? You're tired. Boy, I sounded Southern, didn't I? Tired. Anyway, <laughs> um, it comes out sometimes. Our coach often would pair you up with somebody and you knew what was coming. There are certain people you did not want to be paired up with. Because, you know, there's the court and then there's the alley. And she would put one of us on one end and one on the other end. And I had to hit 100 forehands in the alley without missing while they hit 100 backhands without missing. And if you didn't finish by dark, you were then sent over to the track stadium to run miles. You have to be willing to do something repetitively. You have to be willing to start over. Right. I told you that we take failure out of the, the vocabulary, but I heard someone say something really powerful the other day. He said, failure is just another place to begin, but this time with more experience. Right. Okay. Get back up. Get back up. Get back up. I feel like that wisdom comes into play, right? It's like that knowing and then yes. being able to just literally turn it around and share it and give it to other people. And I think yes. that's the power of actually sharing stories. That's the power of your testimony. It's the purpose mm -hmm. of your message, right? You've been in a mess. You're changing to a message. You've heard this before. You've had pain. You're turning it into purpose, right? Yes. If you don't share that, you are blocking other people's blessings, <sighs> Right. Listen, you are so right. I, I tell people, I, this is in most of my talks, actually. And I say, I think God went to a lot of trouble 
to give every one of us a fingerprint that nobody else has. Nobody's ever had it. Nobody's ever going to have it. That's how special you are. But you need to leave a unique handprint on the world. And you can't do that if you're hiding. What does the Bible say? Don't hide your light under a bush, right? If you're lacking confidence, you're lacking clarity, talk to me. Talk to me. Mm, so time, good, to, time, to step, time to step into your purpose. One of the gals listening right now, she says, I need to watch this replay because it's so full of goodness. I am torn between taking notes and soaking it all in. And that is exactly like the the period on this conversation. And I know that there are more. There are more than just three, four tactics that you're sharing. I can't wait to find out what they are. So you guys have to get her book. You have to take advantage of this 90 minute call. Gina bought the book. She just said, I've just bought it. So good. So excited. So you're going to be talking to her soon. Awesome. And I, I'm just so grateful for you. Is there any like last minute? What's the, well, first off, two questions. Where is the best place for people to get in touch with you? Because we have all of your links, but are you on Instagram the most Facebook? Where do you show up? I'm on Facebook and then LinkedIn the most my social media VA. We're working on the Instagram piece, but I'm on Facebook the most and LinkedIn. Awesome. Send me a, send me a direct email. I answer Awesome. I love that so much. And then as far as a foresight goes, give us give us the big dream. Where's Carol going with all of this energy and momentum and relentlessness? You know, it's interesting because one of the things I've learned is that oftentimes the path that you fear the most is the one you're meant to be on. And back in 2015, the sum, I'm sorry, the summer of 2016, I had a friend look at me and say, Carol, do you want to build a coaching empire or do you want to coach on the side and sell these other services? Right. Cause I had the mindset that I was a salesperson and I said, I just want to coach people and sell these other services. Nobody in my family's ever owned their own business. Mm. Some people know me as the reluctant entrepreneur. I mean, there's so <laughs> many, there are so many stories I haven't told you about being the reluctant entrepreneur. Right. But God had a path and he keeps providing and all these things I'm going through, right, are are just lessons. And so my big picture is is twofold. I see myself in front of on big stages in front of big crowds, leading large numbers of people. And my idea for a coaching business is I want it to be like family. So for example, on my staff would be a finance coach, a health coach, a business coach, a relate. So when you come in, you come into the family, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you need three months of working on your relationship and you're good but your business is a mess or your finances are a mess. You don't have to leave. Oh, I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's where we're going. I love that so much. I am going to be along for the ride. I am excited about that because we know that our health, our wealth and our wellness, those three things that that book, it's Mm -hmm. so much more than just what the eye like sees, right? Like there are the relational needs, the emotional needs, the wellness needs, the spiritual needs, um, our business and professional lives. Sure. But that's not why we're here solely, right? There's so much more to that element, to that wholeness factor. And so I really believe in you, Carol. I believe in the wholeness that you're providing other people in their coaching experience with you. I have a feeling a lot of people come for one thing and they leave with dozens. And so I got to go onto your site and just receive the reviews that everybody's left that you've mentioned. And I know you already have established a family. And so I'm excited to be a part of it from now moving forward. And I thank you so much for your time and your blessings and deposits today. Guys, get in touch with Carol. You're amazing. Queen of the reframe. You just did it again. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's me again. I hope in today's episode, you sense and ignite to an ember within you. Something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway by snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at fit and faith underscore podcast or me personally at Tamara.andress on Insta. I hope that I can keep you accountable and also share you with the greater community of the fit and faith podcast listeners. We're totally in this together. Community over competition is the motto, right? I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. 
I'd love to feature your thought in the next episode and give you and your passion project a big shout out. You know I'm a writer, so I love words and I can't wait to read what you have to say. I'm ready to fuel the flame with you together. And until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. Tune in next time. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.